Hey, this is Regan Bach, Managing Partner at Better Faster Further. And I wanted to take a second to welcome you to the Better Faster Further podcast. Whether this is your first episode or if you've been with us since the beginning, we're so thankful that you're here. We know that time is limited and we truly appreciate each and every one of you and want to thank you for listening. Hey everyone, this is Adam Odosky. I'm part of the core team at Better Faster Further and co-host of the podcast. With every episode, we'll feature inspiring stories from bright business minds, accomplished athletes, and inspiring leaders. We'll provide insights, tools, and takeaways to help you expand your capacity. We'll also take it a step further and really try to uncover the deep, hard to reach, and often unexplored places of the human experience. Things like overcoming obstacles, failure, facing fears, pushing through the hard stuff, and ultimately highlighting the growth, opportunity, and lessons learned that comes from choosing the path less traveled. As a serial entrepreneur and now executive coach, ultra endurance athlete, and health coach, I know these discussions are worth their weight in gold. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Better, Faster, Further podcast. This is Regan Bach, uh, one of the co-founders of Better, Faster, Further, along with my colleague, Adam Odosky. Adam, how are you doing today? Doing great, Regan. Getting ready for a raft trip, so super excited about that. That is awesome. Where are you headed? What's the story? Back to Ruby Horse Thief, but it's a daddy-daughter trip. So uh, just myself and our five-year-old daughter, Ellis Guy, and our dog, Capri, of course. So I'm excited. This is the first raft trip without my wife, Erica. So we'll see. Well, let's be honest. We'll see how much I forget to do. But I think we'll make it. I think we'll, I think we'll be just fine. That's so cool that you are doing that. I would love to do something similar. And uh, Ruby Horse Thief is a section on the Colorado River, kind of north of Moab and near Fruta, if anyone is familiar with Colorado, but just a beautiful stretch of water and relatively flat, but super scenic. And are you you're doing a one night? Two nights, three days. Oh, that's so cool. That's awesome. And uh, last time I talked to you, you were getting some snow out in Colorado. Uh, obviously, it's warmed up a bit, but getting some dustings. A little bit. The mountain, the tops of the mountains are are white, uh, although a little bit melted today. But yeah, we we had a decent snowfall in the high country uh, a few days ago, which is great. So you know, at this stage, everyone's talking about how good of a powder year it's going to be, and uh, you know, we'll see what happens. But fingers crossed. That's how it works. I I talked with my mom this morning uh, in Durango, and we were texting back and forth. One of our family friends' son just won a huge uh, bike race uh, over in Spain, La Vuelta. And um, he's on the team that won the Tour de France as well. His name is Sepp Kuss, but we're friends with his uh, mom and dad. And uh, I sent her an article, but she was talking about, yeah, the weather turning. It's uh, Colorado in the fall is just stunning. It's the best. It's the best. That's awesome. Well, hey, we are super excited about our guest today and really want to get her voice in the mix here as quickly as possible. Her name is Robin Long, and uh, we were introduced to Robin via one of our previous podcast guests, Nick Waters, who we were introduced to him from Jeremy Zajon. So thank you, Jeremy, for the continuation of just great introductions and great people. Nick, after that podcast, was like, I have somebody that you just need to meet. And he chatted with his sister, Morgan, who I believe works uh, in, in some capacity with Robin, and Uh, Morgan so kindly reached out to her and very quickly got us connected to Robin. So Robin wears many hats. Uh, Not only is she the CEO and founder of award-winning wellness app called LindyWell, which has Pilates at its core, along with breathwork exercises and nutritional recipes. She's a certified Pilates instructor, 
author of the number one Pilates book on Amazon called Well to the Core, and she's the mother of four. I have three kids, which I feel is like a small army, so having four is even more impressive. In her new book, Well to the Core, she helps women feel good for a lifetime as they reclaim their health, fitness, and body. Robin shares her personal experiences and how they led her to create her own company with Lindy Well's signature grace over guilt approach. Robin lives and works in Santa Barbara, California. Uh, she obtained her comprehensive Pilates certification through Body Arts and Science International and her bar certification through Balanced Body. Robin takes a grace over guilt approach that embraces positivity, authenticity, and realism. Her goal is for every woman to see themselves for what they truly are, strong to the core. I think that's amazing. And Robin, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule. We know you're with your team right now and look forward to hearing more about that, but welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I am honored to be here. Where are you physically right now? I am physically in a hotel room in Santa Barbara. Um, so our entire team is a remote team. So we have team members all over the country, always have been remote, but I'm located here. So about once a year, we bring everyone here to Santa Barbara for a week of a mix of fun and work. That's the best kind of work and the best kind of fun, to be honest. And it's so cool that you get your team together. We do obviously a lot of work with organizations and teams and leaders and um, the ones that make that investment, because those are expensive meetings, right? The, the ones that make that investment tend to outperform the ones that don't, especially if you're a virtual team. It's so nice to come together, break bread, get to know each other truly, because, you know, as you know, we're so much more than a tile on a Zoom screen, although we can easily forget that when we're in back-to-back -back meetings. So um, that's so cool. How many folks do you have uh, with you in Santa Barbara right now? So we have about 16 people with us here this week. Um, most of our team is here. So, and I agree with you. It is amazing what happens and just how we go back to our home offices and to our homes after being together in person and being able to have those quick side conversations that, you know, we can have in Slack, but don't necessarily, they take a lot longer sometimes to just say, let's just figure this out within the next five minutes. Um, it's really refreshing for all of us. It's really fun. So I'm glad to hear that the investment, you see that paying off. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we're here. We flew one of our clients out uh, from Miami. They're New York and Miami based, but um, they sent one of their people out just to do a deep dive with us for the week, which is really cool to have the, the flip side. Instead of us going there, they're sending people to us and we're doing kind of a deep dive war room with them for about a week. And then we are zooming certain people in for certain sessions, but it's, it's cool to reciprocate that as well. That's awesome. So stoked and happy to have you here. Our audience really loves, and we were chatting about this just before we kicked off the, the podcast, to get a look behind the curtain, right? You, you wear so many hats, business owner, entrepreneur, boss, mother, wife. Uh, you know, I'm sure we could fill in the blank with 15, 20 more titles um, that are all very impressive. But um, maybe you can tell us a bit more just about your personal upbringing, and kind of how you ended up doing what you're doing now, because I'm sure it was a choose-your-own-adventure along the way with many twists and turns. And A, we'd love to get to know you better and, and get a better sense of, of, of kind of how you got here today. Probably what a lot of people would call an accidental entrepreneur. I think I fall into that category a fair amount. And yet at the same time, when I hear that, I'm like, but I'm not 
surprised I'm an entrepreneur. So it's not totally on accident, but how I got here uh, was a little unpredictable, as you said. So I grew up in a family where my, you know, my parents worked very traditional jobs. Um, my mom was a paralegal. My dad was in IT. But my dad definitely has an entrepreneurial side to him. He was always he was, you know, really early on eBay buying speakers and reselling them and lighting and reselling them and making profits. And he owned a vending machine business on the side for a certain period of time. So I did see in him this kind of creativity, this ability to create stuff, just create new opportunities for yourself or maybe not follow the most traditional path. However, I did go start out the traditional path, went to college and got a degree in communications because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I thought I might do writing or broadcast or journalism, marketing, something like that. And then I did what many people do is get a you know, a job after college to pay the bills. So I started working for a commercial real estate company, worked alongside a small business and an entrepreneur for a couple of years. And what I learned in those few years was significant First, that I didn't want to be in commercial real estate. (laughs) But second, I saw what it's like for an entrepreneur to really build something from scratch. Um, So that was an amazing experience that taught me a lot. But I was really struggling with keeping up in that job. And my health started to decline. I started to experience a lot of anxiety. Didn't feel like I was in the right place. And that's when I started to um, get really into Pilates in my personal life. And that created a huge shift in me where I decided, I think I want to go teach this full-time. So at the time, I actually told my boss, I said, can I work part-time and teach Pilates part-time? And he said, no. And I was like, okay. So I said, I think I'm going to quit and teach Pilates. And he said, are you crazy? Like you have a career starting here. How are you going to you know, be successful in that? And I was like, I don't know, but I'm going to figure it out. So... From there, I really took a traditional route of just building my clientele and building that in-person type of well, you know, fitness business and really learned a lot. You know, when you have to start up from something like that, you just start from zero. You have to figure out how to find clients, how to nurture clients, how to market yourself. And it ended up being a great education in in how to build a little business for myself. But I quickly hit a ceiling in that, recognizing that, gosh, I I have a threshold that I've already hit just a year and a half in here. I max down on my hours. There's a financial ceiling. Someday I want to have a family and I I can't, you know, I either have to be teaching clients or or I'm at home not making money, you know? So figuring out that challenge. And I started teaching online and this was about 15 years ago. So yeah, way before, you know, subscription fitness apps were everywhere. I just started filming workouts on my iPhone in my little spare bedroom of my 700 square foot apartment, figuring out how to email them to people and get them to pay me with PayPal using some very sketchy (laughs) situations at the time. But I was, you know, I was a good person. Just, it was not set up for how to do e-commerce or that kind of a, a thing at the time. And I didn't have any training in it. So that is how I started. And it has just continued to evolve ever since that 15 years ago to where it's now I'm running you know, a subscription membership um, wellness company. And we're now in physical product and really creating community around wellness and Pilates and breath work. So that's, that's the long version shortened up. <laughs> I don't know if this is the right framing, but the fact that you had set that up in the ways that you just articulated 
prior to COVID hitting, you probably didn't really miss a beat. In fact, I bet your business just flourished in that window of time because everybody was looking for avenues to do the things that they love, but in that new environment. Yeah, it was pretty great. I mean, I was, I was, you know, it was not great. COVID was not great for a lot of reasons. However, it was a very interesting experience for me as many people were, you know, panicking. And I was like, wait, this is, we're built for this. We're made for this. Like, this is actually what we do. We meet people in their home where they're at to support their health and wellness, which is what everybody needed at that time. We were already a remote team fully, always had been. So it was actually an interesting thing to be thrown into that and say, okay, now what do we do? Um, Because we're here for this. We have an opportunity. And yet it was a tricky uh, landscape to navigate, you know, how to communicate to people at the time, what was appropriate, what wasn't appropriate in terms of going hard in your marketing So it was great for at-home fitness though, in the sense that there was a lot of people before that who at-home fitness didn't really register as a go-to option. But post-COVID world, it's now very much something that people understand. And even if they still go to the studio or go to the gym, there's just a much better adoption and understanding of at-home fitness and how it can fit into your routine. Well, so cool as well, just from an access to be able, you know, I have a home gym and I very much appreciate the ability to do it, but there's also something very valuable about going to a Pilates studio, a Pilates studio or to the gym to interact at, like we said, with other humans and get some of that programming. So I, I, for me, it's nice to have the combination to be able to do both. And obviously for financial reasons and access reasons, some people aren't able to, to go to a physical space to do those things. So to be able to have that optionality along the way. So, so how did you end up in Santa Barbara? How about that, you know, somewhere along the ride, you ended up having four children. I've been joking that I've been growing a business and growing a family for the past 10 years. And because the, it's really coincided around the same time, I was really just getting the the digital side of my business, you know, off the ground and leaning into that as I was pregnant with my first child who just turned 10, um, which is crazy to say, but it really has been a, an evolution on both sides. So. What I've loved about that is that as an entrepreneur and creating my own business, creating my own team and our culture and how we work, I've been able to really lean into both motherhood and my career passions. And I'm passionate about that. And I think it's really helped me understand even the team that we have. We have, you know, 99% women on our team. Um, and being a someone who really cares about that, I really want to be able to have people be able to pursue motherhood if they're passionate about it and pursue career. And I feel fortunate to have done that. But man, it has also been a huge challenge and continues to be. And it is a lot of navigating different seasons. So we had our first kid. A couple of years later, had a second kid. And it was around that time we moved back to Santa Barbara for my husband's job. And because we really wanted to come back to Santa Barbara. So we were actually in Colorado. We heard some Colorado love. I love Colorado. I grew up there, but wanted to come back to Santa Barbara. It's just like our our happy place. It's our favorite place in the world. Took the opportunity, then came out here and got pregnant with twins, um, which was a big surprise. So going from two to four kids um, while really navigating um, the, you know, that was, they were born in 2018. So um, it's been a busy few years to say the least. That is, yeah, it sounds like it. And um, you uh, you grew up in Colorado. Where are you from originally? So I'm from a place called Highlands Ranch, Colorado. 
which is just south of Denver. If you're not familiar with that, it's a suburb. And then when my husband and I had moved back for a little season there, he was actually pursuing um, a career in sports psychology and he moved back there for an opportunity. And we were in like the Lone Tree and Castle Rock area during that time. Oh, cool. I was born in Grand Junction, Colorado, but we very quickly moved to uh, Uray, Colorado, which is like 500 people. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, it was amazing. It's like the Switzerland of Colorado, you know? Yeah. And then we moved to the big city of Durango, Colorado, which was like, I don't know, 7,000 people at the time or something. And uh, started third grade there. And my family is still there. My brother lives in Golden. And Adam was in Golden for a long time, but is currently in Salida. So we're, we're, we're kind of spread out all over the place. I love that. I love Colorado. It's, it's the best. It's a good spot. Well, uh, Santa Barbara, for all the reasons that you mentioned and more, is an awesome spot as well. So another great place to land. Yeah, lots of, you know, similarities in terms of just we live a lot of life outdoors here, which we love. And I actually you know, part of it was also a positioning, honestly, for my brand and our company is all of our workouts are filmed on the beach. So that is, it's also very helpful to be here. So we can do that and create, we bring all of our members to the beach every day for their workout. So that's pretty fun. That's amazing. Tell us a little bit more just about, you know, Lindy Well itself, like, like help us kind of understand for those that aren't familiar with it, like, I get it in theory, but but what is it? What are the interactions like? And, and maybe talk a little bit more just about the business itself. So I initially, when I started teaching Pilates online, I started teaching six-week programs. So I would send people videos, send them a meal plan. I would partner with a nutritionist and kind of do these six-week virtual Pilates lessons and meal plan programs. And that worked really well for a while. And it was just pretty amazing to see people go through the program, experience a transformation. Many people who didn't have a lot of experience with Pilates. So finding, again, to your point of access, you know, maybe they had heard about it, but going to a studio wasn't a, a really feasible option for them. Doing that for a couple of years, people just kept returning back to the program and doing it again and again, the same program, the same workouts, the same recipes, bringing their friends to do it with them. And actually people started to ask for a subscription of some kind. So saying, we keep coming back to your programs. Have you ever thought of doing a subscription? And this was when it was pretty new. You know, it was still like people were like, coming off of, uh, you know, workout DVDs. And, and I was like, you know, I don't really want to do a subscription. That sounds like, you know, I like the start and stop that I have right now. I mean, even to speak back to the season of motherhood that I was in and and the juggling of figuring that out when I had more of a running these programs or these intensives, I could control my schedule a little bit more and say, okay, I'm going to run a program at this time. And then I'll know I'll have a few weeks off to, you know, focus on my babies. And so it really was working well for me. However, as it continued to grow, as I continued to love it, as I'm like, I'm doing this, you know, ending a program and starting a new one, ending a program and starting a new one is becoming a big part of what was supporting my family. And I was like, okay, I think it's time for a membership. So worked with some random developer. I don't think I would call him a developer. Um, Not sure. Some web guy I found to build out a membership site. And I wasn't even sure exactly what I wanted him to build, but we basically created a password-protected blog. And at the time, people would log in, get their links to their workouts. And that was kind of the extent of what we knew how to do in terms of tech. 
And it has evolved. So you can now imagine from there, we've built a big community along the way. So community is central to Lindy Well, really finding like-minded women, like-minded people on your health and wellness journey. And so our primary product right now is an app. We call it our membership, but it's, it can be accessed through app either on your phone or on your desktop. It, we want it to be basically your number one wellness tool in your pocket. So when you log in, you've got access to hundreds of Pilates workouts for all levels. So beginner through advanced, we provide modifications for all different types of needs. We've got people who Pilates is their number one form of exercise. And then we have a lot of you know athletes or um, horseback riders or runners, people who are using Pilates as a form of cross-training to support them so they can go do all of their other activities. And we've recently added breath work into our app and into our membership to support really the mental health side of things and really help people with their nervous system regulation, as we're seeing as a huge rising challenge for people (laughs) in the post-COVID world and just in life in general. And we also have recipes. So it's just really your tool where you can get access to your workouts, your breath work, your recipes, and also be a part of a community that is really taking a different approach to health and wellness. And that's really what I'm passionate about. This is not a competitive, no pain, no gain. We don't do before and after photos. Like Our approach to wellness is really about meeting where you're at, choosing what we call a grace over guilt approach, and kind of reframing your why for pursuing health and wellness in the first place. I think that's super cool. And um, I mean, you touched on so many interesting kind of areas in that aspect that you just touched on. I'm assuming the way that you framed it, you've got a majority female audience. Or do you have male subscribers? We do. We do. We definitely do. We focus primarily on women and women's health in terms of our marketing and some of the topics that we cover. However, we do have some amazing males in our community for sure. That's great. Yeah. And just curious more than anything. And I, you know, I have found one, my wife is huge in Pilates and it's her main thing. And she probably goes, I don't know, five days a week. She's tried it all, but found that it's just the thing that A, makes her feel good, makes her sleep well. And it's just like, she's, she's fully committed to that, which is awesome. So you got a big fan there. And so great. She was excited that I was having this conversation today. And, um, but I also, uh, am finding more and more, like you hear about Pilates a lot and the reformer a lot and blah, blah, blah. But then I'm starting to hear it come up more with like athletes being professional athletes or, or, or non just for that core strength training, some of the flexibility associated with it. And I don't know what the right term is, but that like core maintenance component. So they're still doing the deadlifts. They're still doing the sprints. They're doing that, like, you know, both aerobic and weightlifting, but then using it as like the third leg to that stool, which I think is super cool and super fascinating. And it's just such a big audience and seems to be getting bigger and bigger. It absolutely is, which is really cool because it's been around for a long time. So it's really cool to see it um, not fading, you know, and just rising in popularity. We call it your forever workout. So to your point, like Pilates is phenomenal for building core strength and not just like a lot of people get kind of confused on what even core strength is. Like we're not just abs, right? Like not just six pack abs um, and doing sit-ups, but true core strength. Like think of your entire trunk, you know, from your shoulders down to, you know, where your legs start. Really making sure you're developing uh, a core that is functional and healthy so that you move with better movement patterns, you're more stable, you're more powerful when you go to do other exercises. Pilates focuses a lot on 
really functional, like how to use your whole body and increase your awareness of your body, your um, focus, your concentration, your control. So these are all things that we would just say like everyone should have this in their routine, even if it's just one day a week to support you in whatever endeavors you want. It's just going to help with your longevity and injury prevention and all good things. Thanks for being here, everyone. At Better, Faster, Further, we specialize in helping leaders, teams, and organizations maximize peak performance. Our goal as a business is to help build organizations that execute effectively, to create high-performing teams, and to help leaders bolster their overall capacity. We're unique and we're different. Our real world in the trenches experience comes from building and scaling teams and companies of all sizes. When you partner with Better, Faster, Further, you're not going to get a recent MBA graduate. What you will get is a team with decades of experience coming from industry veterans, academics, and leaders who have been in the most critical roles of startups, growing companies, and enterprise titans. Not only do we make recommendations, but we roll up our sleeves and get our hands dirty right next to you. We truly believe that organizations are at the epicenter of social change. And by creating positive shifts within those organizations, we create ripple effects that have profound and lasting impacts on communities and society at large. If you want to become a more effective leader, if you want to create a high-performing team, or if you need to scale your company in ways that will stand the test of time, then Better, Faster, Further is for you. Visit our website at betterfasterfurther.com or email us directly at bff at betterfasterfurther.com. Thanks for your time. Now let's get back to our discussion. We were just up in Montana recently and I went up there with a, a friend and uh, we, we were at this place that had a, a really nice gym. I mean, it had a lot of stuff in it. And one of the first things that my buddy did was go over and like hop on the reformer and start to do these like cool moves that obviously you kind of need to know what you're doing to like to, to make it work. So there's some education behind it, but I was watching him do it and, you know, it added dexterity and flexibility and it was on the reformer. It was pretty cool just to see. And I, I, I was connecting the dots because my wife goes to Pilates a lot, but it's like away from the house. And then she comes back and we talk about it, but I'm not like sitting there watching her do it. So just interesting to see how people can utilize that and, and truly the, the functionality of it. And I do, you know, this um, core strength and, and just mobility, whether you are an athlete, whether you are um, just trying to stay limber. But as we age, I'm seeing like the ability for a grandparent to like get on the floor and play with their grandkid and pick something up. The fact that we're living longer, but so many people are unable to, to have that dexterity and flexibility and mobility as they age, I think is super interesting area. And hopefully this is, you know, we're getting a burgeoning population of people finding Pilates later in life as well. Absolutely. And it's really cool. You know, our mission is just to help people live life to the fullest. Like that's what everything comes back to. And Pilates is so effective for the way that it does all the things you're talking about. And also really, it has a mind-body component. So it's great for your brain. Like it's great for coordination, you know, control, balance, like all of these things that honestly, they just start to decline as we age. And we start aging, you know, after age 30. We're always aging, but things start to decline, you know, if we're not working against them actively. So it's really, it's really powerful to see people find Pilates and see back pain disappear. Or like you said, like I could never, you know, 
I couldn't go for these long hikes and now I can. It helps with endurance, all these different things. But I also want to call out reformer is one way to do Pilates, but everything in our app and everything we teach is on the mat. I think that's something I hear a lot like, oh, but don't I have to have access to the equipment? And you do not. You, They're great. I love my reformer. I do it all the time, but I do a lot on the mat and you can just reap the same benefits by just having a mat at home and even a towel if that's all you have. Yeah. Well, that portability, mobility, the ability to to do that in a hotel room, to do it on the beach. Obviously, you're doing these things on the beach and you know, so the accessibility is is really key. And then in the intro, you know, obviously we we called out that you're certified in the bar method as well. Are you merging those worlds or are they relatively distinct or how does that work? Yeah, no, we have bar workouts as well in our community. So, and sometimes we'll have like a blend of a Pilates and bar workout. Um, so just for variety for our members, bar and Pilates, you know, when I went through a certification, it's very similar. So it's bringing a lot of the Pilates components into a bar style workout. So yeah, we have that too. And it's just really, if you want to change it up and you like that low impact exercise, it's just another great opportunity. So cool. Well, how about we kind of pivot just a little bit? I really appreciate just the background on that because I know a lot of folks, you know, unless your head is buried in the sand, have heard about Pilates, but but, but may not have a, a really good sense of, of kind of, you know, what it is and or, or, or your organization. But tell us a bit more just about the running of your business and some of the opportunities and challenges that, that you faced and or, you know, any of the, the lessons learned along the way. Maybe that be from, you know, being an owner, being a leader, being an entrepreneur, being part of a team. We talked a bit about connecting with your people earlier because you're in a fully virtual environment for most of, of your interactions. And I, I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, but just anything that touches on that. And then after that, maybe we can you know, have you just share a little bit more about what you're doing right now and what you're excited about? Like what are the, what are the activities beyond just the app and the, the community that you're building? So many challenges. <laughs> Where do I start? So many pieces to that. I think that's the most interesting thing about being an entrepreneur or starting a company. And, and essentially when I use that kind of phrase, accidental entrepreneur, I mean, none of this happened by accident, but the feeling of I didn't, you know, come together, get funding, like intentionally say, we're going to launch this brand. It was really an evolution of teaching and blogging and having this community. So it was sort of, it's been this long, slow build into something. And so as a result, just having to constantly learn on the go, like learn on the fly. I've never done this before. I, you know, I've never built a team. I've never, um, you know, built my own, you know, native technology, these different things that we've done along the way. But I will say a challenge too is being a mom who is really passionate about that role of motherhood. So wanting to be really present for my kids. Like I really love that part of my life. But I often found that I had, I didn't really feel like I fit in either world. So, you know, I'm not staying at school after preschool drop-off for the PTA meetings, I'm running off to a meeting I have or something I've got to get done for work. So I'm rushing back home. So one foot in that kind of motherhood role. But then at the same time, I was I had four kids age five and under. So I'm not at all these networking events. I'm not traveling. I'm not doing a lot of these things that would really help me fully be invested in the entrepreneur business owner world. So I will say that has been a challenge for me over the last, you know, five, six, seven 
10 years, I guess, to feel like I'm not fully in either world. And that's actually what I want, but you can feel isolating on either side. So finding communities that I can be a part of with other entrepreneurs and business owners, hiring coaches, doing anything I can to find some of that support that I've needed, but I don't naturally find myself in those rooms has been huge just to figure things out on the go and figure out what I, you know, you don't know what you don't know type of things when you're building a business. It's amazing that you say that. And I, I have a lot of shared experience and empathy for that. My my wife and I, she ran it, but my wife and I bought a, kind of a high-end baby boutique in Marin County right after we had our first child. And then we had our second child. I have I have three, but at the time we owned the store for seven or eight years. But you know, mother of two, store owner, physical space, employees. And I just remember so many conversations. A, you know, have, have never owned a store before and have never been, a, you know, a mother to two people, humans that you have to take care of. But the conversation really around like feeling like she wasn't excelling at either. Like when I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about the store. And when I'm at the store, I feel like I should be with my kids in this like purgatory in the middle. And it, it was hard. It was really challenging, but also rewarding for all the same reasons. Like you just, you, you, you know, you're not going to all the events for school because you're doing these other things. And if you are a perfectionist or somebody who really is, is, is striving for high achievability, that can be daunting, right? Because you don't feel like you're getting A's in both categories. And so like, are, are we okay to get a B? And, and what is good enough look and sound and feel like? And again, everybody has a different experience there. But I just remember those days being super thrilling and exciting. And you're really building a team and you're building a business and doing all the marketing. And, you know, the other thing, and, and this is maybe intended to be a question, but, you know, you're inspired to teach Pilates, but next thing you know, you lift your head up and you're an IT person and a web developer and a marketer and a CEO, and you got to have, you got to be a boss and you got to take the garbage out. Like all the other things that go into the, the, the activities actually running a business that has nothing to do with filming, you know, Pilates courses. Absolutely. That's so real. And the good part though, is for me is I love the business side. Like I love, you know, I think when I was teaching Pilates, I was excited to see what I could build online. Like, what could I do? I love marketing. I love branding. I love the challenge of that. So thankfully that works really well for me. Like I know a lot of other people in the fitness space who really love fitness and they want to build a business, but they just don't like the business side or they don't, they're not drawn to it. So I actually find a lot of fulfillment in the business side. I tell, I tell people these days, I'm like, a lot of people just still think of me as just a Pilates instructor, you know, like my even friends and close family. I'm like, mm, if my time is probably 5% Pilates these days and 95% running a company, you know, and but it, it's not what it looks like necessarily on the outside. But yeah, so I think even that in the challenge sometimes of, you know, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you sometimes never feel understood or you, there's people who can't understand all that goes into it. Like, what are you doing all day? <laughs> you know, like, why do you have to rush off? And it's like, I have meetings about, like you said, where we've got tech stuff going on. We've got customer service issues going on. We've got, we're trying to create with this new brand identity, all these different things that can pull at each other in a lot of ways. But I do, I think I'm very grateful that I love the challenge of the business side. And that actually keeps me going. 
Well, that's a good thing because I, I can only imagine that there's a lot of context switching. And for folks that are wired that way, I'm, I'm being one of them. I love the diversity that comes from all the different clients we get to, to speak to, all the different challenges we're helping solve. But just the, you know, one hour we're talking about, you know, building leadership programs in universities. The next we're doing a podcast on a business owner of a Pilates, you know, an online Pilates community. Then that, you know, then, and, and then you go off and teach soccer practice in the afternoon or something. Like I just, I love the, the, the diversity and it can seem pretty chaotic. It can. And I will say one thing that is hard, really hard though for me. And, and this is one of those things where again, it's good to get yourself in rooms and environments where there are other people you can bounce. It, it, what's your experience with this? I, I feel like one of my biggest challenges is actually being a really effective and successful CEO showing up as I need to, to really lead our team and being the face of the brand and still one of the primary content creators within the brand. So those two things can feel really at odds with each other. Um, when I literally just look at my week, you know, I've got to film this, do this, but I also need to be over here having these really strategic conversations about hiring and, and where we're going next. And those can often feel at conflict with each other. So that's a challenge I have weekly. Yeah. And I mean, in, in a lot of businesses, those are three different entire humans, right? Like we've got our content person, we've got our strategy work. And well, it sounds like you're doing a phenomenal job and are, are finding a way to juggle it all. And, you know, maybe you can share a little bit about you. You've got other endeavors. You, you've written a book and I'm super curious to hear a little bit more about that as well as like what, what's coming down the pike and, and what are you excited about over, over the coming months, quarters or years? Yeah. And, and just to even to your point, it's surrounding yourself with really good team. You know, like that's been something the last few years of not just people who can execute the work that we need to have done, but they can actually lift that load in the strategy and, you know, the creation and all of that has been super helpful over the last few years to start to invest in, in that way. You know, we want to go into different areas and I haven't been able to do that without getting those people in place. So I'm really excited. We um, are now in physical products. So we make really amazing Pilates mats and Pilates equipments that's all eco-friendly and the highest quality. And then I did just write a book, which has been another adventure (laughs) that we could talk about how to fit that in. But I'm really excited about that. It's called Well to the Core. And it's finally launching after two and a half years of work. And it's really an opportunity to really sum up an entire approach that we teach at LindyWell to health and wellness that is fairly countercultural and hopefully really encouraging and helpful for people who tend to get just overwhelmed by what's the next program I'm supposed to do, or I don't have a lot of time for myself, or there's all this mixed messaging and noise in the health and fitness world. It's really meant to be a blueprint that helps you understand what does it really mean to be well, not just in your physical aesthetics, but like truly deep down to your core. So I'm really excited about that. That is amazing. How does one find that book? How do we learn more about it? Point us in the right direction for that. Yeah, it so it's available everywhere books are sold. So wherever you like to buy your books, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, um, and you can also find it on our site. You can find all the places you can purchase it. So that's lindywell.com and we'll have we have all the information there. That's amazing. And 
if you look down the pike over the over the you know next twelve to eighteen months, what's on the horizon for you, and and what are you looking forward to? It sounds like you're 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 worthy of a vacation in there somewhere. <laughs> yes, I I agree. I love that. I've got a trip to Italy planned in June, but that's a ways off. So we might need to find something else in between there. Yeah, we're really excited. You know, with our membership, it's just been really fun. We started, and this might be helpful for people too, just the process. I when we started, we started with a template app. So kind of a, you know, white labeled app that would support our content just to make sure before we invested a whole bunch of money that we had the user adoption that we were hoping for. And we did. So in the last, you know, we spent the last year, I guess two years ago now, developing our own technology. So we own all of our technology now. And now we're getting we're at the really fun part where we just get to start building upon it and iterating and really helping our members have the experience that they want and personalizing that experience and customizing that experience. So it's, that's a lot of the work ahead of us that we get really excited about because we have a very active community who tells us what they want and how we can help them. And previously, it didn't feel like we had the ability to deliver in the way we wanted to. And now we're just sitting like on the precipice to be able to really roll out some great things. So that feels really fun. And we're really passionate about helping people also just continue on this journey of like really true wellness. So that's why breathwork is a part of what we're doing now. Like the research is finally catching up on breathwork and the power of what that does for our mental health, for our nervous systems, for our physical health. And so it's really cool to be able to be leaning in with some of the best experts in the field, joining Lindy Well to help really bring that to life. So that's been really fun and we're really excited. That is super cool. And and even in our world, we're seriously exploring, expanding kind of the scope of how we deliver value to our clients because a lot of our founders, CEOs, leaders, uh, you know, can tick the box on the like winning at work column, but then they turn around and they're like, pre-diabetic or overweight or stress out the roof or family life in shambles or whatever it may be. And we're like, uh, you know, I'm not sure you're truly winning for lack of a better term. If, if, if you're only winning in the, in the like financial target or, or the business target. So we're, we're trying to expand that to kind of look at, you know, humans more holistically. And, you know, a lot of the, the work done in the sports world is around, training and doing all this work for this peak moment, right? Like you want to peak at the event or peak at the Olympics, and then you kind of get this rest and recovery. But in the work front, like every day is the Olympics, right? Every day is the big day to some degree. Some days are bigger than others, obviously, but there isn't really this like moment of rest and reprieve. And so how do you start to build in modalities of mindset, breathing, health and wellness, mental fortitude and, and and mental health into that aspect as well while you're taking into consideration all the stuff that goes on at work. And you start to realize just, you know, to to pretend that we are a version of ourselves at work and a different version when we go home is just it, it's it it doesn't work that way anymore. And it maybe it never worked. So how do we begin to integrate that? So we're looking at, you know, being more accountable to ourselves to help clients look at, at at health and wellness through a different lens and actually looking at that through the lens of longevity at work. Like we want you to be able to perform for years, if not decades at work in ways that are helpful. And, um, you know, we truly believe that 
organizations are at the epicenter of, of social change. And like the amount of time we spend sleeping and at work is a majority of our lives. And so if we can begin to make positive shifts in these organizations and creating better leaders, creating high-performing teams and creating organizations that have healthy cultures and, and can scale in meaningful ways, we're truly kind of making positive impacts in, in society and community at large. And we can't really look people in the eye and say that we're doing that to the best of our ability if we're not taking into consideration what's happening like when these people go home. And so we're, we're beginning to explore that uh, uh, you know, much more. So I, I'm excited about that. And the fact that you are continuing to see momentum and traction and a growing audience just means that there's there's a huge appetite for that out there and it's it's so cool that folks like yourself are able to do you know your small piece and that big giant thing that we're trying to to impact which is improving people's lives i love that you are moving into that because it's not separate like you said and i think we used to be able to think of it that way and you know one thing that i someone said to me one time and this is just all the reason for you to keep leaning into that is we are our number one asset, right? Like as the entrepreneur, as the founder, as the athlete, as the executive, whatever the role is, like we are the number one asset in the business in the sense if we are not well, we, you know, I I had a taste of this a few years ago. Like I reached the uh, a type of burnout. My health was not well. I got some toxic mold exposure along with some hormonal imbalances kind of at the same time. And and you know i had i'm like i can't make it through the work day i'm i literally by the afternoon i'm in brain fog like i i literally can't focus i had to have my team assign anything to me that required any level of thinking before lunchtime couldn't film as many workouts you know i just i didn't have it and it's just a taste of letting you really see like if we're not well everything suffers and so I love that you're leaning into that and even figuring out, yeah, as, as a team, we're, we're spending our week this week with our team. We're talking about what does it mean to be a high performer and really driven and motivated at work and also take care and take ownership of your well-being as a person. And I think it's possible. And literally as a company, we're like, we're out to prove we can do this, even though you know it's been told for years you kind of can't but we're like we're going to prove it's possible. So I love that you are joining in that mission and doing that in your way too. Well, hopefully uh, at some point in the not too distant future we can high five each other on the beach in Santa Barbara and and tell more stories about how we're progressing that mission and uh, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it because it seems like you you you've been proving people wrong for a while now which is awesome. Yes, I look forward to that. That is great. This has been awesome. I know that we were able to spin this up relatively quickly. So thank you to the Morgans and Nicks and Jeremy's of the world for making that a reality. And um, I know you are in a hotel room with your team and I want to let you back to that team. But again, we can't thank you enough and would love to do anything we can to, uh, to support you and to, to get the message out there. Any other uh, ways that you would recommend that people either get a hold of you, the book and or the business? And I know you shared a little bit about the title of the book and ways that people can get it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I love conversations like this and just getting to share openly some of the behind the scenes. Um, and yeah, you can find more information about you know everything we do at lindywell.com or also on Instagram. If you love Instagram at we are Lindy Well, and I'm at Robin Marie 
long. And um, so you can come over there and check out, you know, the book that's just launching well to the core, or even we have a free trial on our membership. So if you're curious about giving Pilates a try and getting in there and seeing how you can sneak it into your life in really realistic and sustainable way, that's a great opportunity. You can try it for free. So you can find that at lindywell.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Robin. Um, Enjoy the rest of time with your team. And we get down to Santa Barbara every so often and uh, I will, I'll look you up and, and literally maybe we can uh, grab a bite to eat or at least give each other a high five at some point soon. So. Yes, definitely do. That would be awesome. I'd love that. Thank you so much for having me. Killer. We appreciate your time, appreciate your story and wish you the best in all of your endeavors. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us today on the Better, Faster, Further podcast. We're honored to have you here and to share these insights, stories, and best practices with you. 100% of our business comes from word of mouth. We focus on delivering their promise, building strong relationships with our clients, and then let the results speak for themselves. If you or someone in your network would benefit from speaking with us directly, please reach out. Our website is betterfasterfurther.com and we can be found on LinkedIn. Or you can email us directly at bff at betterfasterfurther.com. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. We hope you join us on our next episode. And until then, stay positive. Keep working hard, and we'll see you on the flip side.